You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. Hello and welcome to episode 98 of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. My name is Matt Markson. I'm the host of the show. And no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thank you for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it. I'm sitting here just after 9 p.m. on Monday night, and I am uh, violating my strict no drinking policy prior to the recording of the intro to the podcast. And uh, I wish I could say it was in celebration of the victory at the weekend that that didn't happen. Um, So maybe it's the fact that it was Manolo Gabbiadini's birthday uh, or the fact that the team, the club celebrated its 133rd birthday since the release of the last episode. Um, Maybe we could say it's any of those things. Um, But the truth is I'm not exactly sure other than Somebody wanted us to open a bottle of wine. We opened a bottle of wine. It's a nice bottle of wine. The bottle of wine did not get consumed. And I'm just doing my part to make sure it doesn't go to waste. Um, Much like I hope your time doesn't get wasted with the show, which I don't think it will. Because this week I am joined by Dan James. And although uh, the team is not necessarily on the best run of form, although we find ourselves in the relegation zone currently uh, with a tough run of fixtures coming up between now and January 2nd, uh, play a, a bunch of, of members of the top six. Uh, we have to go away to some relegation rivals. It's all looking uh, fairly uh, bad for us, to be completely honest. And, um, you know, then, of course, the Telegraph comes out and says that, that you know, we won't be sacking Mark Hughes, really, because they are believing in him and willing to give him more time. So I don't know what's going to happen, but we will take a look uh, and see. We'll get the thoughts of Dan James, who joins me this week. He is at the Dan James on Twitter and Instagram, and we'll talk about all of those things and the fact that he's been there for about 196 consecutive competitive Saints matches. Uh, that is an achievement. So he has seen it all. He's gone away. He's gone home. He has seen the performances. Uh, so he's got a lot of perspective to give us, uh, and let's get it from him now. So once again, this is Dan James. You can find him at the Dan James on Twitter and Instagram, and I'll talk to you again at the end of the show. After I finish this glass of wine. We'd like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, Dan James. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at the Dan James. You can also find him at any uh, Saints match, I think, anywhere, ever. Um, Dan, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, yourself? Yeah, I know. I'm all right. All right. It's a nice sunny day. Been for a run. Uh, cover more ground than Charlie Austin yesterday, I think, and uh, <laughs> I'm feeling all right. Trying to still remember what it's like to win a game of football, but um, yeah, other than that, we're good. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, we were we were talking before. It's, it's one win all season. 
Um, yep. And that, what have you seen in the last year? About four wins, something like that. It's the point where you, you know, it's just every game's a loss, really. I think we, yeah, we've won one this season. We beat Bournemouth. We beat Swansea. Um, I can't really remember many other wins other than that. No, it's not great. Um, <laughs> but it, it's nice to talk to you. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I mean, you just got off work. Work is busy, I assume. Yeah, busy, busy day at work with it being the build up to Christmas. Um, so yeah, it's nice to come and chat about football as opposed to uh, stuff not being in stock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I, you know, we here in the United States, this is think we just had Thanksgiving on Thursday, and so that's now we have this big turnover for for Christmas now. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I guess it's never really crossed my mind how other countries deal with that because you don't have Thanksgiving to to worry about to like kind of break no. it up, you know. Um, and we were talking about Remembrance Day and sometimes other other like stores and stuff. They started gearing up after that. But that's like for us, it's Veterans Day. That's that's early November. That's that's too long for me. It's very, it's very, very early. Yeah, I mean, that's just sort of like the respect thing. That's when people, I guess, like companies would start decorating. You got Christmas stuff goes out in, yeah, like you say, October, even sometimes just um, September time. So uh, it just seems to be getting earlier and earlier every year. Yeah, there was a Walmart had a Christmas displays up in September and I was not happy. Um, (laughs) I almost went like, let me let me talk to the manager because this is garbage, you know, like and uh, I didn't because I don't care that much. Like when I when I was at school, like the thing that annoyed me the most, whenever you go to the shops, as soon as you finish school for the summer, you go into the shops and the first thing you see is back to school. You think I've only just finished. Yeah, I don't care about this. Everything's just too early. Stop. I tweeted actually at Walmart. I didn't ask to speak to the manager, but I did tweet about Walmart at, at Walmart <laughs> and got a response. Um, and I was kind of shocked. And it took me a long time to formulate a, a response to their reply, but it, it, it didn't go anywhere. I didn't. I, no free <laughs> stuff. No free Christmas lights or anything. No free stuff. Damn um, it. Which <laughs> is all right. Um, but yeah, man. I mean. Uh, we were talking, you've been uh, something, how many matches now is it? Because you go to yes. every match uh, for the past yeah. couple of years. So how many are you at now? Yeah, so it's the Fulham one yesterday was my 196th one in a row. Um, that's competitive games that keep getting pointed out to me. You won at this friendly. I was like, yeah, it's a friendly. It doesn't really count. Um, but yeah, 196 competitive games in a row, home and away. And so we were looking at the schedule. So you got United Spurs and then a glorious trip to Wales for your 200th, which is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and hopefully a winning one because uh, Cardiff are one of our, one of our rivals and we are in desperate need of a win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I mean, it's come to the point now that, that that just doesn't sound right. Cardiff are a rival to us. It's a big game. Yeah. It's crazy. And yesterday was too, uh, for, for a number of reasons. And yep. It just didn't quite, uh, Nope. I get there. Sort, but. Of, sort of been about that for most of the season. Like, do really good stuff in certain spells of a game and then just do really stupid stuff and just mess it up completely. It's just frustrating more than anything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, b- before we talk about the game, I, in America, I think I was, I was talking to somebody the other day, and uh, I think in America, because we've had some players go and play for Fulham um, and, and it's got an American owner, or the guy that owns yeah. the Jaguars and all that stuff. Like it's a, yeah. it, I think the team is like built up a little bit here. Like people like the team. Uh, it yeah. would not have been, even though they were in the championship, um, you know, the past couple of seasons, people choosing to support Fulham is not out of the question uh, here in the States. No. Um, yeah. 
I didn't realize how small, like I knew, I knew Craven Cottage was small, but I didn't realize how small it actually is. We were discussing it yesterday, like, obviously there's plenty, there's quite a lot of teams in London, like, if you're supporting Fulham, you're probably, it's probably in the family sort of thing, or you're in the, like, the very local area, because I mean, just down the road, there's Chelsea, so, um, but yeah, it's a small club, but it's, it's a nice club to go to, it's a good away day, that, um, you normally have a good day out down there. Yeah, um, bars and stuff, easy to get to, all that stuff? Very, yeah, there's so it's sort of, there's local areas, Putney, there's loads of pubs around there, um, they're all, they're all quite decent. The only thing is just the prices are ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I think there was one bar that we were in yesterday. It was more expensive to get the pint in the bar than it was the ground, and that's pretty rare. Yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> is, that, is that just because it's London? Is that just it? Uh, it's just London prices, yeah. Even like one of the barmaids said, yeah, that's London prices for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because uh, after the West Ham match last year when I, when I went, you, you came back to the bar um, yeah, I think you were waiting for us because Freddie and I took our sweet ass time getting there. Um, I apologize, but um, I mean that I thought the the prices there were decent, but I think that's just because of the location it was in London. It wasn't yeah. kind of downtown. Yeah, no, yeah, you do. I mean, like it's not completely across the board in London. You can find some decent bars with decent prices, but I think they just try and take advantage when and where they can, especially if there's loads of football fans who do want to drink. Yeah, yeah, I mean, on on a match day or on the ground like that, you know, that that that's kind of what happens. I mean, we just went to a World Series game and we paid I mean, we paid $60 to park the car at the stadium. Wow. And, and there's no other choice. Like you have no other choice. <laughs> you have to pay it. Um That's crazy. Yeah, and my dad was like, my dad was pretty upset. He's like, yeah, you got and I was like, nah, like, you know, we're, we're at the World Series. We're not going to turn around and drive away now because we're not going to like, yeah. you know, so if we're, you just got you just got to do it sometimes, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I know I don't know if I if I go back to that bar after, <laughs> you know. If, <laughs> um, but I mean, aside from the beer, anything else? Anything? Any and, and the atmosphere okay inside the stadium? So I thought yesterday, like, because like obviously with the recent performances in general, even like you could even say the last few years, like the atmosphere towards the start of the game yesterday for the first, however many minutes until we conceded was actually really good even when we were at one all the atmosphere still wasn't terrible you know people getting behind the team lots of singing as soon as we went 2-1 down that's when uh, that's when people started getting angry <laughs> yeah yeah well and with some reason yeah, some good reason bad but yeah i mean watching yesterday i i think if had we had that performance 2 years ago under Puel maybe maybe nobody cares because it's that's a good yeah. attacking performance we went out we played a game of football we lost a game of football that happens but this year it's just it's the same kind of mistakes that are happening over and over and over that i think people it are seems to, to be like a really repetitive theme of how we can see goals it's just it's almost predictable yeah yeah absolutely I, you can't even put it into words it's like you see something happen and you think right we're probably going to concede from this um uh, and one of those was the uh, goal when Sessegnon just did Cedric with ease. Oh man! No, we're yeah. not talking about the game yet, but he did him with ease. And you think, yeah, they're probably going to score from this, and boom, it's a good finish. But um, it's just so annoying. Yeah, I like I like watching good moves of football, good passages of play, just as long as they're not against us and not like yeah. you know, like you could just see, you could just see it happening. Like you know, as soon as yeah. he, he he gets by Gabbiadini, you're just like, oh, Ced- like Cedric's just not in the right yeah. position, and then here here he goes, but. Um, I guess that's why other teams wanted him, you know, because Sessegnon yeah. is, is pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But let's uh, 
you know, I, I mentioned that, that you were at the bar when I was there and I want to say thank you for that. Cause that meant sure. a lot, you know, that was, that was yeah. cool. So thank you. It's good to me. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. I have to do it again. Um, I was joking. Sometimes Some, when, yeah. we're, when we're winning games. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but looking at the lineup, I mean, uh, we all knew tar- uh, target was going to come in for, for yep. Bertrand. Uh, no, no surprise yep. there. The center back partnership. Were you surprised that Hoot and Yoshida were? I mean, Yoshida was semi late coming back, I think, because he's got a pretty far uh, journey, yeah, a long journey. Always. But uh, any- trip back from, yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't really surprised, to be honest. The only thing for me that is just quite frustrating is we didn't see him in the match day squad at all. Was Bednarek? I mean, the guy's starting for Poland now regularly. He did really well in the World Cup for him. Um, he's done okay when he's whenever he's played. Um, but it just doesn't seem to be getting a look in here. It's just quite strange. No, and you you wonder if he's going to wind up playing right back on Tuesday. You know, like yeah, that that's what he's relegated to, and it's not yeah. It's not. I mean, he. he I was, mean, he was good for us down the stretch last season. You know, and yeah, I don't got an know. important goal against well, what we thought was an important goal against Chelsea, and we we messed that lead up. Um, but um, you know, Cedric, I reckon, give Stevens a run at right back. On Tuesday night, um, see how he does because Stevens can play there, but it's just, it's just one position we're sort of lacking in still, in terms of depth. Cedric's got no competition whatsoever. Right, right. Um, I mean, were you happy to see the the kind of? I mean, it seemed like a semi, a little bit of a formation change um, instead of going two up top. It was a four-two-three-one, which right. we saw a lot of before. Um, under Puel, we saw it. Under Kuman, played it quite a lot. Uh-huh. Um, it's really good when you've got, I mean, Lamina and Hoiberger who they've built up a really good partnership. But at first, you, like last season in particular, you could question whether they could play with each other. Right, right. But they have started to build up a pretty good relationship. They're both powerhouses. They both run and run, and they both tackle pretty well. So um, that was good. But then you've got the front three, and then Austin up front on his own just does not work. It really does not work. He's too isolated. Um, yesterday... I don't know how to describe his performance. Um, considering he came out all blunt, all guns blazing after that Watford game with that passion, he didn't really show it yesterday, which was a shame. Yeah, yeah. I, I had trouble finding him on the screen a lot. He wasn't involved. <laughs> um, um, yeah, frustrating to watch. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was really happy to see Armstrong get in the squad. I thought he he played really well for for Scotland and. Um, I was off last week for Thanksgiving break for us, and so yeah. I was able to kind of just put the games on replay and and watch as, yeah. as as guys played. And he he really played a role in in Scotland's victories. And um, yeah. he looked, I mean, he looked good. He looked up for it yesterday. And that just comes from those few bits of confidence from those winning games. I mean, to be honest, he he had a re- he had a pretty good preseason. He looked pretty good, but then obviously we changed from our we played three five two all the preseason uh-huh. first game bang. We've, we've changed it and then he sort of lost his way um he's not really had much of a chance i mean there's been some games where he's just not been in the squad at all um which makes you wonder what's going on there but he did play really well yesterday he took both goals really well i almost like the first one a little better you know just because it's the the i guess the confidence to just kind of go like take it off the chest and control it and then just put yeah kind of slot it home that that's a i think a lot of people would have tried to hit it almost on the on the volley on the half volley you yeah. know and, and 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 put it into the stands and he just uh <laughs> it, was just, it was pretty smooth okay i got to say the second one is the second one for me the way he strikes the ball is perfect 
Yeah. No keeper, no keeper was going to stop that. No. And I, uh, watching on TV, he, when Cedric back heals the ball, Armstrong's not even on the screen. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And the camera just struggles to keep up with the shot as well. On one of the angles, um, it was a very good strike. Yeah. And I I think that about wraps up the highlights for yesterday. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I mean, I mean, we went into yesterday knowing we kind of needed a victory and, 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 I mean, against the team that's bottom of the table, we, I don't know. I mean, we played, that was, I, maybe, was that our, our best attacking performance, I guess, of the season so far? You could say so, maybe, but um, I would have said yesterday, there's been other games where we've created a lot more chances. Um, yesterday, obviously, two of them went in. There's not been many times that's happened, but our finishing is just, it's just not there at all. It's not been there for a few years. There's chances that are absolutely golden, which people would snap up with ease but um it's just not happening at the minute for one reason or another but yeah it was a good attacking performance in in spells um there's still those stages where we get sort of halfway in their half and we sort of stop and not know what to do with it um but yeah you could say it was a positive performance in that sense to a certain extent (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, unfortunately you know had we had we won a couple of games up until this point and then, you know, maybe we eke out a couple of wins, whether it's one nothing or two one or whatever it is, and then we get to yesterday, we lose that game, maybe the whole sentiment is different because, you know, oh, we scored two goals, we played positively, all the stuff, we had a ton of possession, uh, we looked dangerous. But because I think of where we are and the fact that we need points and the fact yeah. that we lost to the team on the bottom of the table, it just doesn't that that doesn't fly anymore. No, it's just you don't want to lose a game anywhere anywhere. Um but particularly now, it's just that sort of sort of game that you should be winning. Yeah. Particularly of particularly of the club, like the way we are. You know, we've not got a terrible squad. We've got some very good players. We should be winning games like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the 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 people that has come under the most criticism, and I think deservingly so, um, on the team is is the fact that Wesley Hoot constantly starts. That's he's he's a guy that that's been drawing a lot of criticism. Um, yeah. What Mark Hughes keeps picking him um, over and over and over, and I've tried to figure it out, and I think I've just settled on the lazy excuse that he is—he's left-footed, and it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I tried to I'm, put together some numbers I'm, on him earlier, yeah. and and he okay. he seemed to like you know this is a couple of weeks ago, and you know he was in a lot of statistics like per ninety per ninety minutes he was he was better than everybody else, but yeah. You know, now we're talking in the last couple of games, he's, he's been at fault for multiple goals. He's got, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, an additional own goal, uh, to the, yep. to the time when I ran the stats, uh, he gave mm-hmm. that ball away yesterday, uh, for, I think it was the one s- yesterday. It was their third goal. Um, yes. And he did give one away for the, um, for one of the other ones as well, which was maybe a bit harsh on him because the player, I think it might've been Redmond flicked it or Austin flicked it onto no one, but the, the third goal just get it out. It's inexcusable. I don't know what he's doing, what's going through his brain, messing around with it there. I mean, we did see him, I think it was uh, just before the international breakup against Watford, he did a little um, roulette turn yeah, yeah, on the halfway line. That's brilliant. Do that there. But if you're in if you're in your defensive third, get rid of it. Don't mess around. I mean, when he finally passes it directly to a Fulham player, I it just had, <laughs> um, like my memory flashed back to, to last year when Bertrand was racing to try to keep the ball in, you know, at Everton and he, 
he yeah, yeah but that's different because he's like sliding out of bounds almost and trying to clear it downfield and he just doesn't get enough of it um yeah. whereas hoot kind of like finally after standing there for what seemed like a minute and a half just decides to stand straight up and pass it directly to him and what i was like no no no, no. what are you doing worst contact on the ball possible i don't know what he's trying to do it literally just rolls into their players it's crazy but we can criticize hoot all we want um I thought Yoshida struggled against Mitrovic yesterday. Mitrovic was very, very clever um, mm-hmm. in terms of his presence. And uh, he gave Yoshi quite a, quite a tricky afternoon. Yeah. I mean, we, I think Mitrovic is the kind of striker that we would have seen last season that would have eaten us alive, you know? Um, yeah. He's, he's powerful. He is strong and he is kind of, he's kind of dirty, man. He just, he doesn't care if you can't get me, he'll kick you right back, you know? He's not too nice. Yeah. I think, um, we you know we have seen a few games like since Hughes came in we've we've had a bit more bite to us mm-hmm. maybe not so much recently but there's um certainly like we're too nice sometimes Mitrovic is one of those players who he's aggressive like you said he'll put in a challenge if you challenge him he'll give you a kickback um sort of like the old fashioned style striker um but yeah Fulham have got themselves a good one there. Like coming from America, we just I kind of look at Eastern Europe and go like, yeah, that that fits, you know. Like that's <laughs> that's about what I would expect from from somebody down there. They just seem like they're a little bit harder than everybody else, and and he's not afraid to to say, go, come on, like bring it. And there was yeah. a couple of times yesterday where Yoshida tried to, um, I have it in the notes even, uh, where he he made a bad he made a bad challenge. He stepped and Mitrovic got him to bite and. He yeah. was able to kind of flick it on past him, and it was just like, oh no, you know, that was one of those times where I thought we were, they were going to score. But uh, then we saw Lamina kind of busting back to make sure that didn't happen. Which I, playing in that situ- in that in that system with him and in, in, in Hoiberg, that's what he has to do to do, to be able to yeah. to prevent that from happening. So I thought uh, I, I thought midfield played well uh, for the most part, um, and uh, yeah, our defense was just kind of shambolic at, at a lot of points. It's tricky to say, really, whether does is it all on the back line? Is it the cover from midfield? Is it that the wingers don't track back? So I remember, what, I think it was one of the goals or one of Fulham's big chances. The ball's played out to the left, and Gabbiadini's trying to cover the, the left back, but the left back's just gone. Um, so you can we can argue that the defence, yeah, they're not great, but they do need, you know, in particularly in today's game where you've got fullbacks that bomb on, mm-hmm. midfielders that bomb on, everyone has to defend. Yeah. As a, as a group, and it's not happening. Yeah. One thing we didn't mention was uh, Hoiberg was captain uh, yesterday, and yeah, I, I've I welcome. I've you know when we when I saw that when I saw the lineup, saw Hoiberg was captain. I was thinking, nice, because you know after we've had a few um, few heavy defeats, he seems to be the only one who wants to come out, step up, and he really does say it how he is. And if you watch him when he's playing, I don't know if you can pick it up on camera, but particularly in the ground, if you watch him. Uh, he's constantly GM people on, motivating, giving out instructions. So it was good to see him have the armband and sort of almost as a reward for his commitment and efforts in the in the last few weeks and few months. Really, he's probably been one of the standout players. Obviously, he did have that moment when he dived and got sent off. But I thought since he's come back from that, he's really stepped up and he's been really committed, which is good to see. Yeah, I thought that might have been when he did that. I thought that was going to be. Hughes saying like, yeah. you know, no, like we're going to see Steven Davis in there again for mm. at least a couple of weeks, but it didn't happen. He was, he put him right back yeah. in as soon as he could. And, and you can't argue that him and like, he's been one of our best players. Um, 
And I think Lamina is, is is winning some of the the doubters over at this point. Yeah, the problem with Lamina is, you know, he's a great player on his day. It's just some when he's not on his day, he's not on his day, <laughs> and uh, it, it doesn't go too well. It was the West. It was there was the West Ham defeat last year, which you were at. It was. Yeah. Um, I think he gave it away from a corner, didn't he? Uh-huh. And they went on and scored. Yeah, yeah. that was great. <laughs> and that was in front of us and uh I mean they scored in front of us and I think it was I think it was Arnaltovich again and uh that's another guy that I could I could do without seeing him happy very often. Um huh. although he's in my fantasy team and uh didn't do anything yesterday, so thanks a lot. Um <laughs> But it's Man City, but you can't expect too much from them, man. No, no, I was just hoping he would get a goal. Like me like even if they get slaughtered, just get a goal, but he he didn't. So. <laughs> Whatever I did have, it doesn't matter. It's fantasy, um, and it's only doing slightly better than us in real life. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, I was really expecting us after we scored. Like Fulham came to life after that. They, they seemed that seemed to wake them up. And, and you know, given that they have just sacked their manager and and Ranieri uh, is coming in, there's always going to be a little bit of life there, and people want to impress a new manager and all that stuff. But he didn't tinker with the lineup all that much. He kind of sent him out as, as they've been going. And, um, yeah, I with, don't know what, um, in terms of the goalkeeper situation, whether Sergio Rico's played that much. Um, cause obviously Marcus Bettinelli's been recently called up for England. I don't know if he's been playing every game for them or they've been rotating, but I thought the goalkeeper yesterday, Rico was, he did very well. He pulled off a few good saves. Um, I thought as well, I don't, I, again, I haven't watched much of Fulham this year. All I know is that they've been leaking goals. But Callum Chambers sort of, sometimes he was in defence, sometimes he was in midfield, sometimes he was screening the back four, but he was there winning a, a lot of headers, a lot of interceptions in that sort of area. And then I was quite impressed with that. Yeah, When quite, I saw quite, that he was playing midfield as like a kind of a deep line midfielder, I was, he was you know, yeah. I, I, I didn't think he has... I didn't think he had the pace to be able to keep up with Armstrong when it's not kind of making, like not running in a straight line. Like if you're playing center back, the guy's going to run off of your shoulder and, and then yeah. it's, it's kind of a straight line. Whereas Armstrong is going to have this room to move kind of all around. And I yeah. thought maybe we could take advantage of that. But but like you said, Chambers showed up in a lot of ways uh, to really help them, I guess. Potentially because he used to play for us. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a lot of our old players like to play well against us. I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, I was looking at uh, Fulham's goals conceded 33 so far. Um, that is a ton. But uh, That's a lot of goals, yeah. But, I mean, again, to concede two to us yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe it, take, it takes a little bit away from us scoring two because we did it against Fulham, which everybody seems to score two against Fulham. But um, that, that's all right. Um, I mean, at halftime, how how are you... I mean, we, we played semi-well. We find ourselves... Down two one. Um, I've I've typed curse words into the the document here. Um, yeah. But I mean, down two one. I felt like maybe that was a little bit unfair. Maybe we we'd played better than them, and and we didn't deserve that. But um, I mean, it's no excuse. But uh, what were you, what were, what was the kind of discussion in the ground at, at at halftime? So without trying to sound too much like Mark Hughes, I thought we should have gone in at two all. Um, Gabbiadini had a very very good chance. I think it was at nil nil. Um, the ball came out and he sort of just hit it straight at the goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, you wouldn't have been too disappointed with what we did. It was just, again, the finishing um, wasn't great. But I, the feeling around the ground 
from going one nil up to then being two one down at half time, it was here we go again. You know, what's what's going to happen? That um, I think Hughes did send he sent the team out early in the second half. They were out a few minutes before Fulham came up. Um, but yeah, it's just sort of really deflating to go in two one down when you've had the chances to potentially not be two one down. Um. Even as we started the second half, uh, Hughes didn't look pleased on the TV coverage. He looked he looked actually super pissed, um, <laughs> which I thought was appropriate based on how the uh, we wound up in the second half. And I mean, I'm trying to not be, you know, completely negative and and say that you know we did create chances, we did look um, menacing, um, but but it wasn't it's not enough to to do that at this point. And I thought there were there was a, a point where we broke from a corner and the ball got out to Redmond really quickly. Um, nobody supported him. And that looked, no, yeah, yeah. That, that looked more like, like we played most of the season where we're expecting this moment of brilliance. And, and the moment of brilliance was Redmond got by the first two guys, you know, and yeah. now we need somebody. And then, to he help had him no one, and then he had no one to pass to. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it just, that that's frustrating. Um, but then, I mean, then we go, we go level not long after that though, yep. uh, with, with the, uh, the goal between, Gabby Dean and Cedric, who did so poorly for their for Fulham's second goal uh, defend, yeah. defensively, um, combined to do this. And I'll be honest, uh, I don't know if I said it before recording or during, but when, when Cedric backheeled that ball, Armstrong wasn't even in the picture. And I was like, what are you doing? Like I was yelling at the TV. And then all of a sudden, here comes Armstrong, uh, smashes it in. And, and at that point, it was like, okay, can we just... Can we just continue this? You know, uh, even yeah. can we just keep playing like that, where we look confident and full, and we're just chasing the ball like that's all they were doing. And that was that was that was the big thing is in that move we looked confident. Cedric, you know, he did really well because he didn't win the first header, but he carried on and went for the second ball. That's something that we're really really guilty of not doing is winning second balls. So the the little setup to Armstrong and then the strike was beautiful. But um, that little bit of confidence you you've got it, and we just don't build on it. It's really frustrating. The third goal, when we go we go behind for the third goal, it yep. did the air kind of just leave the building in the away end? That's when people really did start getting annoyed. And I think, um, you know, there were a lot of unhappy fans. Like, the support that was there in the first half, it didn't completely disappear, but people were more annoyed more than anything. I think at that point, Austin was still strolling around the pitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not really, not really doing much. And then uh, I think I could hear boos when Armstrong was brought off. See, uh, there were boos, but I don't know if everyone saw that he was stretching out his calf. So um, right. whether he had a bit of cramp or he had a slight knock, I don't know. But to be fair, uh, he he ran himself to the ground. So if he wasn't able to carry on, he wasn't able to carry on. Um, I thought it was interesting that he um, stuck Gabby Dini up front. Um, considering a few weeks ago when he said he was best deployed on the wing. Um, you know, he, he brought Obafemi on later on. Um, you know, give the kid a bit of confidence. Don't just give him 10 minutes. He's not going to really be able to do much in 10 minutes. What did you make of his cameo yesterday? Was it, he looked, I mean, there were a couple of zoomed in shots from the TV coverage that he just looked a little bit, like he was, his eyes were super wide and he was just like, like he had just missed the that chance, it just just went over the corner, you know. And he, he had a, he had a couple of chances to be fair to him, um, but he got himself in those positions, and he must have had two more chances than Austin did all game. Yeah. So, um, 
in that sense. I, I mean, you can't. He's what is he? Eighteen. Yeah, eighteen or nineteen. Um, he's been banging in the goals for the under twenty threes this season. He put himself about yesterday. Um, there's not really much he can do in ten minutes. No, 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 no. It's I. I didn't. He seems. To be honest, I haven't watched a ton of the under twenty three. Sometimes I listen to it, but it, I, it, when I'm listening to it, I'm not. I'm not paying one hundred percent attention because it's usually uh, in the middle yeah. of my work day. But um, he seems like he does really well running. Running by people, running with the ball, running past people. Yeah, ball, uh, balls played in behind or into channels, and then that's where most of his goals seem to come from. And that's um, not what we were going to be doing in the last ten minutes yesterday. No, you know, no, definitely not. Fulham was sitting back, dropping deep, and we were sort of pressuring on. So that wasn't necessarily his strong point. But uh, like you said, there was he did put himself out. There was that one where he got a shot away, got blocked or saved, and then there was the ball went up in the air, and he went up and challenged for it. Um and the goalkeeper, oh, the keeper, went down fell, after. keeper fell to the floor and then one of their players came in and pushed him. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and he yeah. didn't. He didn't. He got a booking for that. He, yeah, when he I got think, pushed. Yeah, for <laughs> but he he wasn't like he got pushed. He didn't put his head down and run away, and he didn't like blow up either. But it was like the kind of the the appropriate response, where it's just like, look, like Sorry, you're not going to hold on a minute. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, like, you're not going to bully me. Right, right. And I I appreciate that. I think that. For a 19-year-old kid, uh, you I would expect one of the other two extreme options, you know. Or, mm-hmm. um, so I was pretty happy with that. But um, and we talk about some of the chances that we had. I mean, everybody was going forward. Um, oh, he had a, he had a couple of chances. Uh, Elianusi had a couple of chances. Hoiber got a couple of chances. We just couldn't get it in. Um, the final touch just isn't there. No. I mean, and that that's basically how it ended. You know, it was yeah. just that. We we could have all the chances in the world, but unless we have somebody that can finish, and whether Ings, if he was healthy, could have done it. Who yeah, knows? But, but we can't um, rely on. We can't just rely on Ings. No, it's it's not not what we can do. You know, when we look at the seasons where we have done well, it's more than one person shifting in with goals, and at the minute, no one is really. I mean, again, like it frustrates me that Hughes can come out and say that we've outdone Fulham in every area. We haven't. We didn't. We didn't win the game. That's as simple as that. Um, you know, I mean, Saints fans, we've learned the cruel way that a performance doesn't win you a game. I always go back to it. I'm still bitter about it. Was the uh, EFL Cup final against Manchester United? I thought we were really, really good that day. But performances don't always get you a win. Um, you've got to do the stuff that gets you a win. You've got to do the simple stuff right. You've got to defend well, and you've got to take the chances that you have. And we don't do that in a minute. And I don't know. I mean, we, we have a lot of questions here about, you know, what needs to happen. And it's, it's one of those things where we have, I mean, we definitely have issues, but we've had issues. We can, you can see the issues coming. Uh, the squad is still somewhat expensive. It's still the 10th most expensive squad. And it's in, not, it's not a terrible squad in the slightest. There's lots of good players in there. I was looking at, the squad values, and I haven't gone and done the whole thing like I did last year, but you know, we're the 10th most expensive. Fulham is the 11th most expensive. Uh, and most mm-hmm. of that, I think, comes from those attacking players they bought. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the beginning of this year. But then, you know, you look at at the, the, the table from, from 15th down to 20th, and it's us at 10th, it's Fulham at 11th, Cardiff are, are 20th most expensive, Huddersfield are 19th mm-hmm. most expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. Burnley are fifteenth most expensive, and then and then Palace are, are twelfth. So like, you look at, at Crystal Palace, Southampton, and Fulham, and you would say like, 
those are the three teams that are really, you know, granted, I don't think Fulham spent in the right areas, obviously with the yeah. number of goals they're conceding, but you, you would look at Southampton and Crystal Palace and go like, you should be doing much better than this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and when I look at that, if we were sitting at even 13th or 14th, I think I would be much happier. Uh, yeah. Not, not just because we're out of the relegation zone, because, okay, like, you know, that's, that's kind of the squad we have right now. And that's, that's okay because that's just kind of how it goes. And the, the owner's been pretty upfront with the fact that he's not going to, to, to dump in a bunch of money. And, and yeah, that's his prerogative. And we, we don't have to be happy about it. But if we were just achieving kind of around that area, I think I'd be, I'd, I'd be a little more lenient with, with how I feel about the squad and how I feel about the manager. And I, I'm pretty slow to call for a manager's job. And I'm still not sure that I, that I want to say that he's got to go right now, but, but that's definitely a question that needs answering. I think it's, it's, it's a really difficult one. Um, when you look at, obviously, like you said, the money spent on the squad, the squad is not a terrible squad. Um, you say that Burnley's one of the lowest in value in terms of money spent mm-hmm. and how well they did last season dropped off a bit this season, but they're still not doing terribly. It is all about the manager getting the best out of the players that he's got. And at the minute, our manager is not getting the best out of the players he's got. Simple as that. Um, so it's there. Sorry, even when you look at the values, it's, you know, we're sitting at about 240 million pounds mm. uh, as a squad value. And Crystal Palace, who is just two places below us, is under 200 million. They're at 197. Yeah. So like our squad is not like, there's a huge drop between like us at 10th and even, you know, 12th and, and, and 13th and 14th in that, in that table. It's, it's a, it's a big, big difference. We're closer to the, uh, t- the teams ahead of us, Leicester city, that stuff. than we are to, to the teams that are, that are sitting just a, a place or two below. Hello, us. Yeah. So you can easily, the owner can turn around and say, why would I throw money at a squad that's already had a lot of money spent on it? if it's not working and for me I, you know obviously the, the new guy is not he's not a football man um, but I don't think it takes anyone to too much brain power to realise that the the manager's not getting the best out of the team so whether you give the manager more resources instead of in terms of more coaching more backup staff or you just change him completely it's um that's the decision they need to make. And they do need to make it soon because last year they waited way too long. Way too long. We scraped it by the skin of our teeth. Yeah. I don't want that again this season. No, no. I, we, I think we were lucky. We're definitely lucky. Oh, so, so, so lucky. I mean, especially after that Everton, the, the last minute goal up there, I thought, you know what? That could be us. Um, but fortunately it wasn't. Um, but yeah, skin of our teeth stuff. It's not where we should be. No, no. Um, so we have a couple of, we have questions. Uh, but we also have an EFL cup match, uh, against Leicester city that was postponed for, uh, because of the crash that the, the owner was involved yeah. in and, and all that stuff. And you're, you're going to that, I assume. Yep. Managed to, um, get it off work that evening. Um, yeah, I know there's the, the in terms of numbers, there's quite a lot of people who obviously took time off work for the first game, but obviously unfortunately it was cancelled and now can't go. So, um, I, I don't know how many people going up, um, but yeah, I'll be there. Kind of a, a, a shift in mood, maybe. But what what are you what are you expecting in terms of of uh, of atmosphere there for that for that game? Given it's midweek and it's been rescheduled yeah. with the stuff that they've had, do you do you expect their crowd to be kind of behind them, or you expect it to be kind of maybe empty? 
Um, I expect them, whatever crowd it is, small or big for them, they'll be behind them because obviously I think it's only their second home game since um since obviously the accident. So that's really brought that. It's you know such a horrible shame that that sort of things brought the club together even more. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd imagine they'll be right behind their team, and we're not doing too well against Leicester at the minute in our last last few outings. So I don't think we do well at Leicester. Full stop. Can't remember seeing a win there myself. Um, in terms of me going. Well, I, I did. I looked at some of the numbers um, since 1994 because they weren't in the Premier League before that. Uh, yeah. Or we didn't play them in the Premier League before that. Um, so going away to Leicester, nine losses, five wins, uh, or sorry, five draws, three wins since that time. Mm. Um, pretty even it's record. Not a happy hunting ground. Yeah. No, pretty even record overall. Um, yeah. The good news is, is in 06 and 08, we played them in, in a cup competition and we won both matches. So uh, <laughs> I think Ten we're a different team ago. now. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and so are they. So I'm not sure how, how much that, that bears out, but that just looking at that, that was one of the things that you know, I figured, hey, we'll take a look and, and see. But it's, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't really see a, a ton of good coming from that game for us probably a lot of changes and and then knowing that you have to go play yeah. city after that um you know manchester city that's that's probably not the the, the biggest uh, not the most not the most um exciting tie to have to play afterwards is it um uh so yeah i mean whatever happens it's it's a game that's not going to really affect us too much in terms of the league it would be nice to get a bit of confidence from it so it's a it's a competition that we've you know obviously we've progressed in each time uh-huh. Uh huh. So far this season, we've beaten two Premier League teams so far this season. So um, it's not too bad. But yeah, I don't know what to expect really. Yeah, I, uh, other than I think probably a lot of changes. I don't. I think we're going to definitely make. Yeah, I think we'll probably see Angus Gunn play again. Um, whenever he's come in in the cup games, he's done okay. Um, uh, we might see Bednarek. We might see Stevens. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Target again. Um. Maybe even some of like the more fringe players. Maybe you know, Romeo's disappeared. Is he going to play on Tuesday? Right. But again, we thought that he may change a lot against Everton, but he did play a few of the first team players, which sort of mixed in. It wasn't too much of a change compared to Brighton, where he just changed every single player bar one from the previous league game. So, um, right. Who knows what's going to happen? It'll be interesting to see if uh, I mean Gabbadini's been given two games now out on the right. Uh, it means that Ilianusi's not had. I hate my dog so much. Um, it means that Ilianusi <laughs> has uh, has has kind of lost his spot a little bit. Um, and watching his games over the international break, he seemed like he was really pressing to do something. Like he was really, which is really frustrating that you you know your players are doing so well on international duty. Obviously, again, they're playing for their country, so it's slightly different. They've got that little bit of extra incentive. But if they're playing so well for their countries. And then they're coming back to the club and they're not doing some so well. That's where we need to find the answers of what's going wrong. Right. Right. I, I agree with you there. And I know he's had a little bit of an injury, so I don't know if he'll start. Um, Cause that could be, it could be dangerous just to him in the long run, but um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. And then, I mean, Hoiberg and Lamina were both on international duty. They came back, they played right away. Do the, yeah. do you play them again midweek knowing that you have to play another game? Um, can it be more? I would say I, I'd save at least one of them for the man. I wouldn't play both of them. Yeah. Um, you you want you want at least one of them fully fit, Rowan to go for the Man United game at the weekend. Um, so you might even see two of them not play. 
Um, be interesting to see if Davis gets a game, like I said before, Romeo, even Ward Prowse. Um, there's so many players that aren't getting the game time at the minute uh, that could potentially get some game time. I mean, and then who do you start up top? Do you do you go with Obafemi? I mean, is that is that where he gets his first start for the for the club? Tricky one, but why not in a in a game that's not going to really affect you too much in terms of um, league standings. But then again, I don't know what the targets are from the club in terms of how far they want to get in the, the competition. Um, if you win it, you get a European place. But I think we'd be embarrassed in Europe at the rate we're going. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd I'd give him a chance, give him a shot, see what he can do. Like you said earlier, that's a good chance for him to maybe build some confidence, you know. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think it. I think it'd be. I think it'd be good. And uh, we do have some questions uh, to kind of go over. Stephanie Mariucci uh, from Instagram uh, says, "Where's Romeo? Because he has, like you said, disappeared. Am I right in saying that he wasn't wasn't even in the squad yesterday? He wasn't in the squad. No, he was out walking his dogs the other day. <laughs> uh, he put on his Instagram, but yeah, I don't know. It's just um." You know, he was, he was pretty solid for us last season. Probably one of the better performers. Uh, but yeah, just sort of really gone out of favour this season. And is it is it just, I guess, the, the style of football? Was it the fact that we switched to a four four two where it didn't really didn't really fit him? I'm not really sure because like the formation at the minute, it seems to be what whatever he deploys is different every game. Um, he's not really. And even though he's picking players consistently, the system isn't consistent. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't really know. All right, answers, answers on a postcard. <laughs> uh, Leighton eight two four zero says, "Why are we so trash?" And I, I just think there are a lot of reasons. I wish I had a, a coherent answer for that. How um, long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's we got a lot of beer. We got to make sure we go to the don't go to the place in London where they're more expensive than in the ground. If we're going to talk about that yeah. one. Um, <laughs> Aiden Osman, who's been on the show before and uh, asked, uh, you know, realistically, how do you see the club moving forward? And, and from my perspective, at least, I'm not sure we're going to get rid of Hughes right now because the, the football, you look at the leadership of the club right now, the, the football minds kind of aren't there. It's, you got a guy who's familiar with hockey and, and marketing and doing all of his other stuff. Um, more so than than you know, I think a a deep understanding of football and and what we would be looking yeah, for. Which, uh, I'm going to jump to Ralph's um, defense on this one. I okay. met Ralph a, f- a few times through doing some charity stuff at the foundation. The guy is, you know, he's he's a really nice guy. He's nothing. He says it in everything he does. He's pretty much nothing to do with the football side of it. If you look at the the way the club is commercially now, it's probably in a really one of the strongest positions it's been and that's down to him so uh well done to Ralph on that one but um like you said there's not really anyone since obviously Reed was um dismissed there isn't that director of football to bring in another manager but we say that this the magical black box is so say always on the checkout for uh anyone who's coming in whether it be a manager whether it be a player so you'd think that they'd be able to uh use that still because obviously you've got Ross Wilson who's the uh, recruitment manager so you know there's there's always those options there and, and I guess one of the things that I would think is it would just when that kind of director of football or whatever it is is appointed that maybe then the search for the right head coach moving forward is there you know it needs to happen soon though 
Yeah, we can't oh, just be yeah absolutely. We can't just be like, oh yeah, we haven't got director of football yet, so we're just going to leave things how they are. Yeah, no, that sounds like a sure way to get relegated. <laughs> we are, we are. Uh, it's, there's no other way of saying it. If we stay as we are, we're going down. No question, no questions, no excuses. We will go down. Saint Foo Fighter, who is at Saint Foo Fighter on on Twitter, um, says, "What sparked you's obsession with playing a hoot?" I just don't understand why you'd play him over Jan or Yannick or Jack. Who makes mistake after mistake? There's no logic to picking him. Um, also, why has Armstrong been overlooked for most of the season? I think we touched on a couple of these things. And and I also heard, I'm not exactly sure where, that, that Hughes doesn't spend a lot of time really working with the defense. That um, there isn't maybe a lot of coaching going on Mm. Um, with that, and I'm not sure how true that is. That is something that I, I heard, and I want to say it was maybe um, on the Saints FC podcast. I'm not sure where the information came from, but before that, but like there's a, there's like there's a weird little routine that the two center halves every game, whichever center half it is, um, they with one of the assi- one of the assists, one of Hughes's assistants, they do this weird little drill where they're moving. One's attacking a ball unopposed, the other one's dropping. One's recovering, doing a recovery. It's the weirdest thing I've seen, and I just don't know how it works. But in terms of playing Hoy, the only person with the answer to that is Hughes. Um, you know, particularly I said earlier in the podcast, I think Jan Bednarek, you know, he's consistently playing for Poland, even when he's not playing for us, um, and he seems to do a good job for them. Vestergaard, you know, he's, the man's an absolute monster. He's massive, but uh, his ability in the air was questionable. Um, and you know Jack Stevens will put in a shift for you so um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there with regards to Armstrong again whenever he's played he's not been terrible there's been a few games when he sort of got lost but if you're not playing week in week out you're going to get lost when you're in a new league mm-hmm. um, but particularly since Reed went I don't know if there's anything in it but um, he's you know he's made a few changes you know was Reed having an input in who was being picked, you know, that's a question that you could potentially ask, but obviously we won't know that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. My, my initial reaction to that would be like, you know, does Hughes look like the one, the, <laughs> the guy that you want to say, like, actually, you're not going to play these guys today <laughs> because I think Hughes would just be like, like, are you kidding me? You know, like that, yeah. like, like I, there would be a fight. I would hope like, in, yeah, Granted, I'm sure there are clubs where that happens. I'm not saying that that did. I'm not saying no, that, no, that no, did happen, know. but it's something that could, you know. Yeah. It's it's yeah. at this point, it's all on the table. Obafemi's been Obafemi's been putting the goals in pretty much all season. The under twenty threes. Yeah, we're only just seeing him now in the last few weeks. Uh-huh. Um, since Reed went, you know, is there anything in that? Who knows? It's all it's all worth exploring, and I'm sure after a couple of drinks and a couple a few sleepless nights, I'll I'll be down that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> We'll, we'll see. Um, we have one more here from Football for One. Uh, it's at Football for One, and then the number one on Twitter. And if um, if you're unfamiliar, or if any of the listeners are unfamiliar, it it is one guy who basically, after everybody goes to bed, uh, he sits down and he talks football. And I, it's a it's a it's a it's a different kind of outlook on things, um, which I find to be uh, entertaining from time to time. So um, he asked, if not Hughes, then who? Is it O'Neill, Bruce? Uh, Moyes, Allardyce, like, does, what is there to be done? Is it bad luck, or should we just kind of wait it out because three other teams will be worse? Um, 
you know, realistically, do you see us appointing anybody that, that fans would be happy with at this point? Or or do you think we're kind of... seeing all sorts of rumours flying around today. Like, we haven't even... Like, Hughes hasn't even been dismissed, but there's all sorts of names being thrown out there at the minute. Uh, one person who I do not want anywhere near the football club is Sam Allardyce. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen them, you know. We've seen what he did. The man's a crook. You know, he got sacked from England uh, for that very reason. And he's just so anti-football. Saints fans aren't happy with the football in a minute. If you watch it under Allardyce, you'll be more unhappy. You know, today we've been linked with uh, Gary Monk. You know, he's got James Beattie. Obviously, they both played for us as assistant. Doing okay with Birmingham in the championship. But would that be then us setting up for the championship? You know, there's always been a little link with Rogers. Would Rogers come down here? Would we snipe from Celtic again? <laughs> I think the um, the Dortmund manager got sacked last. Is it Peter Boz? He was at Ajax and he was at Dortmund. You know, he's, that's a name, a bit of a, a wild card. Yeah. But I just think whoever it is, oh, there's the dog. <laughs> whoever it is. <laughs> Whoever it is, I think the last three appointments in terms of charisma and motivation haven't been sort of the best ones. Um, they're all pretty sort of, uh, they're not they're not out there. They're, Kuman had something about him. Pochettino had something about him. Um, they just need to have something and they need to be able to motivate that group of players should we change it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and in terms of... Um, should we wait it out and see if there's other three three teams worse than us? We drew against Newcastle. They'd be one of them. We've lost against Fulham. They'd be one of them. Huddersfield have just won today. They would be one of them. And Cardiff, which, you know, if we don't beat Cardiff, I'm seriously, seriously worried. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll find out soon enough. You know, it's it, this this run of, of games that we have leading up to just after the new year. Um, Horrible. It's, it's a, Yeah, it's unkind to say the least. And, We've not played Man United yet. We've not played Arsenal yet. We've not played Tottenham yet. Three big teams. Our record against the top six, maybe you can even extend it to the top eight, is woeful. Yeah. And then throw in there two games, I think both of them away, that we that we kind of have to, those are the teams around us that we all of a sudden have to beat. And Yeah, Huddersfield and Cardiff, yeah. And, and man, it's, it's just not, it doesn't look very easy. It doesn't look, it, it doesn't no. look at all like it's going to be uh, something, yeah. To be completely honest, I'm not. I'm not 100. There's not one game. Where, there's not one game where you can pick out from the games coming up. You think, yep, we're going to win that game. Right. Right. It's just. It's just not there. <sighs> well, it's laughable now. I, I. I don't know how I'm doing it, but I'm laughing. You have to because you have to. Yeah. Otherwise, it's tears. Do Do you have anything else to say about about the the, the team or or? the upcoming schedule or, or any of that stuff? Um, not really. I, again, um, when you look at it, some of our, we've got Cardiff sold out. Obviously, Leicester won't sell out. Um, you know, there's a few games, so the fans are still travelling to these games. These players need to give more. I mean, yesterday, it, you know, four of the players came over and thanked the fans after that. Um, I think it was Stevens, Redmond, I can't can't remember the others, but not very many. Stevens didn't even play. Stevens right. came over from the sub bench, you know, to thank the fans. It's just like, you know, Bielsa did it at Leeds. He went out and all his sort of teammates, I think they went and did a litter pick for however many hours. So, and he said, this is what our fans do. They earn their money to come and watch us. We need to deliver for them. 
these players need to realise that, you know, people are still paying money. We're still paying a lot of money to buy a ticket, to travel, to all these games, and we're not winning them. Yeah. Like, that's the frustrations. And the players come out and they say, yeah, we're as angry as you are. Hold on a minute. I don't think you are. You're not, or you may be saying that, but you're not showing it when you're out there on the pitch. Not all of them, anyway. Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, you're talking yesterday, just to get to, to London, you're talking the match day ticket, so 30 pounds, right? 30 pounds, yeah. Plus the, uh, plus, plus train, the train 25, ticket? Plus 25. I mean, even if you even if you do it, like, even if you pack the lunch, a brown bag lunch, you're still talking that's an extra five pounds or so. Um, yep. You know, and then you're getting to the ground and you can't probably pack lunch and dinner because that just doesn't work. Um, <laughs> so now you're talking, you know, another 10 pounds or so like you're looking, this is, this is costing you close to a hundred pounds a match to, to go. Yeah. And, and you're seeing, you know, I mean, yesterday, I, I think there were a lot of like Armstrong ran himself into the ground, Hoiberg and Lemina ran yeah. themselves into the ground. Like yeah. yesterday there was some effort, but it's not, it's not consistent enough. Because I, 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 I can't look at Charlie Austin and say, hey, he gave it all. You know, I can't, I can't yeah. defend him on that. Like you said, it's not consistent enough. And it's, for me, not as a collective. We don't think we've seen a game in ages where the whole team has worked together, has, you know, every single one of them has run themselves into the ground. Can't pick out a game where that's happened. And that should be the bare minimum. Like, it honestly. should be the bare minimum. You know, I'm seeing comments on Twitter, oh, at least they're trying. 70 grand a week. They need to do more than try. <laughs> You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, you mentioned maybe could we could we get Rogers to come down here from Celtic, and it just popped in my head. Like the problem with that is usually the players come down from Celtic, then go up to uh, you know, go to Liverpool. I don't think they want him. He's already he's, yeah. already he's already he's already done that though. <laughs> he's so, on the reverse course. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, so I do have one uh, kind of question for you since we just had Thanksgiving here, and like Thanksgiving is really a, a, a time to be thankful. But I, I think for a lot of people, it's a time that you like my cousin, uh, he plays like he's a professional musician. He's, he played last night down in Mexico at the, where the Cholo, where Cholos play. Um, so he's playing this like sold out, you know, football stadium of, of 35, 40,000 oh, really? people, um, which cool. is insane because, you know, two nights before we were playing horse in the backyard. Um, <laughs> but, um, he goes, you know, basically it's two, I, I see my family two times a year. Uh, and it's kind of an, it's kind of an important thing. So, um, I was thinking like with that, cause we sit down and we eat and all this stuff. So if you could like basically choose one former player, one current player to kind of sit down with and, and just have like Thanksgiving, have over Thanksgiving, maybe you and you're bringing two players over to my house or, your, or somebody's house for Thanksgiving. Uh, who, who would you bring with you just for that, for that one evening? Uh, so probably from the current crop, maybe Hoiberg. Um, I think as a player, um, he gives a lot, but he's also really intelligent. I think he will, you know, I think he'll have a career after he's played in the sport. Um, uh, you know, really good player, former player. <laughs> Difficult one. There's so many you can choose from because they've all left. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, you could pick. Um, one of my favourite players as we were coming up through the leagues was Schneidlin. You know, I, I still think he was silly to. Uh, to leave because it's not really gone well for him and he's a bit out of favour now at Everton, maybe him. Um, if we could go way back, Franny Bernali, I see him around in Southampton every now and then he'll have a chat. So yeah, we'll get Franny around for dinner as well. All right. Yeah, he, I mean, he seems like a genuinely <laughs> nice guy. 
you know, and the, somebody the who map. really cares about yeah. the club. Yeah, yeah. Really down to earth guy. Really, really nice guy. Yeah. Well, all right, man. That sounds that sounds good. I could I would enjoy that. Um, and I would uh, even yesterday we were setting up Christmas lights, and I kept finding excuses to go get some sort of of, of ball and play something, uh, anything to avoid <laughs> the work. So I. I imagine if they were over, I don't know if I'd be embarrassed to get the ball out, uh, or uh, if I if I if I'd want to do it just to do it. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, man. Well, Dan, I'd thank you for joining the the show. I know it's maybe not always the the easiest to talk about, especially after a, a, that disappointment uh, like yesterday was. But yeah, it's the way it goes, I guess. It is the way it goes. Um, but yeah, it's a pleasure to come on. Yeah, anytime, man. But anyway. All right, man, we'll travel safely and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Yeah, see you later. And that does it for episode 98 of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you've enjoyed it. This week, I moved around the recording space that I used because I was supposed to have uh, some acoustic paneling coming didn't come. So if it sounds like complete garbage on my end, I apologize. I know the peas were on and popping because my mic placement is off. Um, if you didn't notice that until right now, don't go back and listen to the rest of the episode because you'll pick it up. And I will be annoyed because I'm already annoyed because I'm neurotic and I don't know if that's good or bad. Anyway, if you enjoyed the show this week, uh, be sure to follow the Dan James. You can get more of him on Twitter and Instagram at the Dan James. Uh, the links are in the show notes for that. Follow along as he attends Saints matches and does all of that kind of stuff. You can also follow this show on social media. We're at SFC, D-E-L-L underscore I-V-E-R-Y. On both Twitter and Instagram, we're at Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash SFC delivery. There is no underscore in the Facebook address. If you'd rather email the show, you can do that at southamptondelivery at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you are listening currently. However you listen to podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, wherever it is, subscribe. And if you're liking the show, why not give it a rating? It doesn't take that long. I would appreciate it. That's it. That, that, that's all. If you don't want to, that's totally fine too. Uh, share it with a friend. It's all, all, all help spreading the show. Is appreciated, and I think the wine is catching up, so let's speed this up now. We have partners that make the show possible. Um, one of those is the Southampton page. If you do not follow the Southampton page on Twitter or Instagram, you should for all of your Southampton FC news and needs. The logo for the show is designed by Matt Beeling of the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. Uh, for all your match day edits, polls, competitions, and more, be sure to check out the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. And Matt, it's going to be here for episode 100 in just a couple of weeks, and I am very, very excited about that. All music for the show comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Boxcat Games, and the end of show credits that you're listening to right now is Aim is True by Pottington Bear. That does it for this week. Hopefully, if you are traveling to, uh, whether it's just down to St. Mary's for the United match or you're traveling away to Leicester City on Tuesday night, um, safe travels. Uh, We look forward to having you back next time. And until then, remember that together, we march on.